and only on this program, so it shouldn't explode. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Um, I didn't look at the news for like one day. Uh-huh. And someone, I was chatting with someone on Discord, and they made a reference. They're like, it's just like being stuck with your ship in the Suez Canal. <laughs> and I'm like, that is a wildly specific example. What a weird thing to say. People don't usually name drop the Suez Canal in yeah. casual conversation. It's not, especially in America, it's not our go-to canal. But, um, I mean, you're right. Sure. Uh, if that happened. <laughs> like, that's what a And they were like, what? <laughs> what a wild... <laughs> Wow, you're very worldly, and <laughs> they're like you're incredibly misinformed. <laughs> you gotta read stuff. I didn't go on Twitter for one day. <laughs> this is why and world trade and the maritime shut sense down has entirely. been shut down. Um, hello, welcome to Sterco History. It's podcast. <laughs> this is why you're not sponsored in any way because they would never pay us money. This is why you got to get on that New York Times newsletter, dude. Because they'll just email you every oh, yeah. morning and be like, this is what you have to know to conversate with people today. And I'm like, great. Great. I still, I still haven't signed up clearly. Because <laughs> they told me about it. They showed me pictures. <laughs> but then there would no be an, another thing to do because I also don't check my email every day. <laughs> you should check your email. Which is a lot. It's just so it's the much. first thing I do. There's just so much junk mail. Well, you start putting it in spam folder. I know. There's just so much. We gotta, I gotta help you organize your life. My type <laughs> A personality is very upset that you don't check your email every day. It's just a lot. Anyway, I'm Alexis. I'm Haley. This is Hysterical History. It's Wee. a comedy history podcast, mostly comedy, some history. Some history. We're gonna say, I'm gonna say like 60 40. 60 40. Which I think is pretty good. Uh, so. Yeah. Pretty good. And if you don't like that, bye. <laughs> some some serious history podcasts don't have any humor at all. No, they're really failing that humor score. You you go and you listen to them, and like your humor drains. <laughs> and you're like, where you wh- I thought it. they're not going to make one joke. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today? <laughs> today we're going to be talking about Josephine Baker. Hell yeah, girl! The beautiful, amazing, talented. Kind of wild Josephine, who's the first black superstar. She's beauty. She's grace. She's she French. She is in France. She yeah. I, I'm gonna go ahead and say she's French. Great. Um, although she was born in America. You know that happens a lot around that time. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of people uh, of color going to France specifically. I don't know why to all get of away them. from America. All of them should have. I mean, I love that you stayed. Um, mm-hmm. But it's so much better over there. <laughs> it really is. At the time it really that we're is. talking about. Yep. It's frankly incredible. Yeah. Uh, one of her foster sons wrote a biography. Nice. Uh, Josephine the Hungry Heart, a lot of that. This comes from that. Um, but, yeah, she was born in uh, 1906. Mm-hmm. It's... What an awful time. What an awful time. And she, I think she, she dies in like the 70s. Mm. So it's kind of just like. What an awful time. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a terrible slice. <laughs> Although she did miss um, like actual slavery. So that's. Yeah, a, that's good. That's a plus. That's good. I want to say her. Uh, I mean, you know, it really only gets worse as you go back. Yeah, I want to say. Things get better as you go forward. 
not her mother, but her grandparents, her adopted grandparents were slaves. Mm -hmm. So she's close. Yeah. She's close. Uh, But she's born in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. They're going to hate that you said that. St. Louis. Misery. Misery. (laughs) (laughs) Is is that how we're saying Missouri now? That's how they say it. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm from Misery. I'm from Misery. Oh, no. I don't know how they say it. I think it's Missouri. I think they have an A at the end. We've uh, we've already had people be mad at us about Missouri. It's true. We've gotten angry messages. Uh, Which is... Weird, because no other states have gotten mad. <laughs> Most of them were like, roast me, roast me. Uh, it's, Do me next. Is wild. Like, here's your blanket. <laughs> like, a Texan emails us, like, here's your blanket pass to make <laughs> yeah. fun of Texas and whichever you want. Ah, Texas. We appreciate it. It's good. So if you're from Missouri, we'd love a make fun of Missouri pass if you could email us. Yeah, it's, there's just, <laughs> We're going to do it either way. Probably. I don't know. I mean, the only time we've talked about them was during their terrible Olympics. Right? Yeah. I think that's the only time. One time, people are like, hey. Hey. We don't have dogs chase there after people. There was a lot of conditions <laughs> you don't understand. There were, hey. Hey. <laughs> anyway, she's from St. Louis. Like, the the most, the worst thing I can say about Missouri is that she leaves immediately. She doesn't want to be there. Um, so, so Take know. that as you will. Take that as you will. She's um, illegitimate, poor, um... You know, like, Bless. comes from less than nothing, spent her early life in a somewhat racially mixed neighborhood, but she's one of these kids who's, like, going through garbage cans mm. to, like, find food yeah. sometimes, and uh, she would, like, hunt around for doll's heads and, like, to give them to her so siblings. Creepy. It's It's so creepy. I understand <laughs> why, but it's so creepy being like, let me look at the garbage for the doll heads. Any doll heads. Like a doll's so horrible. Uh, and, yeah, middle And of, also, you know, being poor is horrible. Being poor is uh, terrible. And it's also, you know, the middle of Jim Crow era. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, it only gets worse. Yeah. Um, doesn't really matter how rich you are, as we're going to find out. As I said in my last episode, you know, just because slavery is over doesn't mean racism's over. Nope. Still uh, alive and well. Spoilers. It's it's still around. It is. It's still here. On a, on a decently steady decline, but uh, not then. No. <laughs> no, people are still... Possibly an incline in yeah, some ways. And I mean, people, you aren't, like, actually owning people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, there's something kind of insidious about making laws that, uh, keep people down even yep. after you don't own them. Right. It's, it's a stronger statement of like, it's really because of race forever, we promise. It is really about race. We weren't doing it for the economics. We just hate you. No, yeah. You're like, oh. It's like, oh. That's. The truth come out. Oh, you're serious? Okay. Yikes. Wow. Uh, so. She she developed street smarts, of course. She's, she's a, <laughs> street smarts. She, she got them street smarts. <laughs> Throw your wallet, run away. Uh, which I love because that, I'm pretty sure Wikipedia said that. They're like, she's street smarts. <laughs> Streetwise. And then it links. There's a Wikipedia page on street smarts. That's brilliant. But um, I haven't looked at it because I'm not street smart. <laughs> Shout out John Mulaney. Uh, I mean, that's that's why you have to look at it, Haley, because you're not street smart. you gotta get got to get wise. Ugh, i got to get tips. I'm like, the thing is, I just don't go outside. Yeah. I don't go out. If you're not on the street, you don't have to be street smart. If I don't touch a street with my feet. <laughs> Then I'll get I would be street never, smart. I would never walk I on a street. Never we walk. live in a parking lot. We don't ever have to touch a street <laughs> except with a car. 
so she starts working at eight years old um, as like a live-in domestic for... We love child labor. We love <laughs> child labor. We love the poor. I assume it's not illegal yet. Oh, no. God. Uh, I assume not. We, I'm going to guess We're, like the 50s. I'll yeah. Because that's when it's like all-American family time. You yeah, know? Yeah. So like then maybe kids can't work. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, because we're we're out of like the like blatant child labor of yeah. like the eighteen hundreds, right? Of like put this kid inside a factory wheel and hope they don't get crushed or whatever. Yeah, but at like nineteen tens, <laughs> how far away are we really? Not very far. Mm, it's basically Not still. It's basically still. It's still yeah. thing. When you look at twenty tens fashions, like it's basically. It's kind of still, like, late 90s. It's all the same. It, anyway, anyway, she's working as, like, a live-in domestic worker. Sure. Just so creepy. Just wash like, my dishes or whatever, you know, like, having you get a, your kids to wash the dishes. Having a strange eight-year-old in your house yeah, to that's, clean. I hate that. You got to be related to them. It's really weird. You got you to gotta be related. It has to be, you, like, your kid or, like, your sibling, and you're like, you got to take out that garbage. Um, at By age 12, she had dropped out of school. Very sad, sad, but, but you know, valid. That's poverty for you. Yeah. Um, at thirteen, she was working as a, a waitress, um, but it wasn't very. It wasn't a comfortable life, and she didn't like it. Uh, she would like dance on the street corner sometimes. Sure. Just like you know, get some pick, extra pick pocket up money, some coin. Yeah. Uh, not not a comfortable life. Uh, yeah. And there's only like a few ways out of that kind of situation. Move uh, to France. Move to move to France. <laughs> Number one. Yeah, yeah as a, the most obvious. As a thirteen-year-old, <laughs> she's like, "I gotta get me to France." This is. I I feel bad because like this is extra funny to me and you because of my episodes that we still have to re-record <laughs> about someone yeah. else who is also black around this time who does the exact same thing. Yeah. So if you <laughs> that seems to actually be the best plan. If you have the means, the uh, answer to racism. Is America is to get out of America. Is to move to France. Is to specifically leave. That's weird. <laughs> is to leave. So one of the ways to get her um, situation improved is to marry, and she married. She her second husband um, is Willie Baker that she gets her last name mm-hmm. from. Uh, but she divorces him or leaves him uh, when she's like fifteen. Sure. That's her second husband. Yikes. Which then implies that she had a first husband that we just know nothing about. He's so unconsequential that it's like, eh. Literally don't care about Moving along. Him. Imagine two husbands when she's like 15. She's had two, like, ex-husbands. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Dude. Like, I I don't got time. I got to hustle. <laughs> uh, and then she keeps hustling because she discovers showbiz. Hey. And uh, she dances. Right. Uh, I would she, be more upset about her being poor, except for I know she's like, she becomes so famous and fancy. Yeah. That I'm like, she's just doing started from the bottom, now I'm here, you know, mm-hmm. Drake style, except for she's not Drake who's starting at a very comfortable Canadian <laughs> Drake <safe> is spot. <laughs> starting as like a TV show actor. <laughs> as a famous child actor. That's not nothing. <laughs> the bottom, Haley. That's the bottom <laughs> in Canada. Is that the bottom? <laughs> This is the actual bottom on the street looking for doll's heads. I don't know. And I, then later she's up here. I haven't seen Drake looking through garbage cans. Not one time. 
I don't. I've never seen him though. So uh, yeah, there's also that. Yeah, I've also never seen him. <laughs> Does he ever go through garbage cans on Degrassi? TMZ, so get we... him. I don't think so. <laughs> TMZ, get it. Sick him. <laughs> Find him in a garbage can. Eat him. Go. I, I've never saw. I don't remember one time him being in a garbage can on Degrassi. But I bet that's wrong, and I bet someone's gonna call me out and send us a picture. <laughs> Anyway. Look at this very famous episode, season seven, episode nine. She joins the Black Vaudeville circuit. Cool. Um, and it's it's real hard work. And vaudeville is very French. Uh, yeah, as yeah, the word is very French. It was a very it was very popular in the U.S. around mm-hmm. this time. And vaudeville, if you don't know, it's kind of like a comedy variety show mm-hmm. type thing. A lot of them are like very macabre in like a they're like dark humor vibe a lot of the time too which i mm-hmm. find very like strange and interesting right uh and of course they're not allowed in like the downtown theaters no which are white only right uh so they have to kind of make their own stage areas on the outskirts of town and sure. entertain there and it's rough because it's sort of uh, like when you're getting started in showbiz in any route, I think, mm-hmm. where if they love you, they super love you. And if they hate you, they throw things. Sure. It's like rough. Yeah. But everyone loves her. Well, great. I'm glad you don't keep things thrown at her. <laughs> but everyone loves her. Uh, and she stands out. Uh, she has that, um, as the French say, I don't know what. <laughs> Je ne sais quoi. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. as the French say. <laughs> It's so funny <laughs> that it's like, I bet most people who say that don't know what that means. Certain je ne sais quoi. She's a certain je ne sais quoi. They just heard people say that, right? Mm-hmm. And so they have no idea that it just means, I don't know what. Certain. <laughs> just sounds fancy. Certain Jenny say what? Jenny say what? Say quoi? Say what? Yep, I don't, I don't know what. Jenny Sequoia? I don't know what Jenny said, but <laughs> she has it. Certain Jenny Sequoia. Uh, when she's 15, she... Of course, leaves that second husband, but she does it because she wants to go to New York City. In New York, you she's can like, be a new lady. <laughs> yep. Uh, she's like, I've I've drained St. Louis of all that it can provide me, and now it's time to uh, move up. Valid. It's time to move up. Do it. And, uh, and she's on, like, you know, the eastern half of the country, so she'd go to New York way before she'd go to, like, L.A. Also, it's the, what, 10s? Tens. No, wait, she's 15, so it's probably, like... 1920s, maybe, or like right before. Yeah, like, so like super LA's early. like coal, or not coal, but like gold mining, railroad building nonsense. Like they're yeah. not doing anything yet. It's not. That's not until like the 30s and 40s when I, LA gets like pumping. If you want to get big, I would not go over the Rockies. <laughs> not right now. Why would you do that? That's, it's essentially still the Oregon Trail over there, don't, you know? Don't do that. Don't get dysentery. It's, it's still like cowboys over there. <laughs> Basically. They're, they're trying to stamp that out. Wild West. Pew, pew. It's still pretty. She is a hard worker her entire life. But one thing that's very lucky uh, is that when she comes to NYC, it's right in the middle of the Harlem Renaissance. Oh, that's, yep. That's it's a perfect alignment of time. Perfect alignment of times yep. in like the jazz age. And it's like all of the stars are aligned for her. <laughs> Wonderful. I mean, that's the thing, you know, in show business, you need a little bit of luck. A little bit of and luck. she's got it. She makes her way to the Dixie Steppers and then gets a spot <laughs> in the 
touring version of a famous show, Shuffle Along, mm-hmm. which was enormously popular in the 1920s. Which is impressive because Shuffle Along is hard to say. Shuffle Along. Shuffle Along. Shuffle Along. Does that just one go Shuffle Along? <laughs> shuffle Along. <laughs> you know. Along. Uh, it premiered originally on Broadway and ran for 504 performances, which was... That's a lot. It's that's a, a ton. That's a really long time, especially, especially at the time. Yeah, I was going to say, because now shows, I feel like, become like kind of staple classics pretty fast mm-hmm. in a way they didn't used to. And so, like, yeah, Wicked, you know, doing 500 shows is like, sure, it could do that in a yeah. couple years. Like, if you make it to Broadway, <laughs> you're probably going to be doing a number of shows. Yeah, whereas, like... At the time, it's like, really, do people want to keep seeing the same thing that many times? I don't know. When, they, especially when it's like you're, because that's the main form of yeah. entertainment, right? Is like going to shows and things. They don't like concerts they instead of like they don't have TV. They haven't invented books yet. They don't have. <laughs> I mean, like live entertainment, <laughs> yeah, or like right. uh, in person. It's like that's the main thing. So it's like, how many times can you see this show? I mean, um, and it's hard for people to travel to as many times as I can. That's a long time. As many times. <laughs> as ma- I love to see it 500 times. Everything. It's, uh, I mean, one time I saw Hairspray in theaters like 15 times. So, Wow. Yep. I've um, never seen it. It's pretty good. <laughs> oh, is it? Is yeah. it pretty good? I mean, I only saw it that many times <laughs> because it was like the summer and me and my best friend had like nothing to do. That's fair. So every day we would like scrape together the money to like go to the movies oh, or like cute. ask for money and we'd like look in like our beds or like you know for like coins and then it was the same people there so they just watched us go see it like 15 like they they had to be like don't you have anything better to do with your life we we're like no do you because they have air conditioning and mm-hmm. you can hang out in there oh yeah especially in the desert and like eventually we had the whole movie memorized and so it was just a good time how annoying <laughs> just like saying the we, lines we out loud so much money nobody was there <laughs> They were like the one crowded <laughs> showing. It's like noon. And it's, then it's during the day. You're like, hairspray. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> other. I don't know any of the lines. We gotta watch hairspray. The famous line, hairspray. <laughs> you That's all they saying. say. <laughs> so shuffle along. Yep. Was uh, the first major production in more than a decade that was produced, written, and performed entirely by Black Americans. Beautiful. It's like lovely and so popular. Wonderful. Um, but everything is so much about race in America. Some of this is just so wild that I have to include it. Please. Um, for Black performers to perform in to a mixed audience, so like a non-segregated audience, uh-huh. um, they would put on blackface, even though they're black. Right. Uh. So, you know, what we recognize as a racist caricature today, yeah, uh, they would do it so the audience would be like, oh, they're white people dressed as black people. Wow. To, like, fool them. It's That's... a lot. They're like, oh, I recognize this racist trope. They must be white people. Black people would never do this. <laughs> black people don't need to wear paint on their face. So And then weird. other times they would all lighten up. And like sure. all white face. be white faced. Mm. Um, like all the chorus girls looked white, but they were just black girls wearing makeup. Right. Because I was going to say, I mean, I've seen pictures of Josephine Baker. She's not incredibly like dark skinned. Like she's pretty <coughs> light, um, you know. So I'm like, I guess, yeah, not too. It, it wouldn't be like too far off from thinking that. Like, uh, when I did my episode about Dorothy Dandridge, you know, if you look at pictures of her in black and white, you I, you can't really tell that she's black. She doesn't, like, have super, like, defined black features, and she's pretty light. 
She 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 could pass. She could pass. Yeah. Which it makes sense because, you know, those are the people they want to be presenting because then they're like, they'll be more comfortable with this, the white people, which is like, that's upsetting. And it's it's kind of funny you say that because she was uh, kind of darker than some of the other girls. Sure. And because they're picking for the whitest ones. <laughs> probably. And the she's kind of like small and kind of wiry. She's not like big, like hourglass curves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's kind of funny. Like she makes faces. Cute. She's really she's Love really that. cute. Um, so she's put in the way the chorus line would work is she doesn't know the step. Gotcha. She's like out of time. That's cute. She's like, oh, what, what's ha- mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Uh, and it's very funny. And then for the encore, when they come out, she's learned all the steps, and ah. suddenly she's a better dancer than everyone else, ah. doing like cartwheels and splits. That's fun, and it's a riot. That's cute. And she like she steals the show. She's got like um, she's like a character arc over their dancing. Yeah, <laughs> that's adorable. And people love it. Like yeah. uh, she's just a chorus girl, but after a time, she starts getting billed in the program. They're like, oh. Featuring that chorus girl. Right. Like, you. this is the one that people really like, so we'll put right. her name on it. That's pretty impressive. Uh, and then eventually they're like, it's uh, Josephine. Like, I think there was, um like, some review about the show came out, and they're like, I don't know who that chorus girl is, but she's so good. Nice. She's, like, she's amazing. I'd go just for her. Right. Uh, and so they're she- like, market her. <laughs> Do it. At some point she was billed at the time as the highest paid chorus girl in vaudeville. Nice. She's like... <laughs> Kind of doing well. You know what makes racism go away really fast? Money. <laughs> How about some money? Can they market you? Uh, but kind of the same thing happens mm-hmm. uh, as happened in Missouri. As she She's like, I think this is about as much as New York City can give me. Yeah, like my potential's maxed out here. I think I pretty much maxed out. All right. Time to get the stepping then. can do. So she's offered a place in an all-black review show in Paris. Cute. And love she, it. she jumps at it. Hell yeah. And that's in... Also, I love that Paris is just like, we've got all-black shows ready to go already, mm-hmm. um, and you seem great. Come over here, you please. You seem great. Let's go do it. Mm-hmm. And that's in 1925. Nice. And she's so scared. Like, there sure. are video interviews of her. It's kind of wild doing more modern people. Where we have video, yeah, you can of them hear them talking. <laughs> like, not only do we have video um, records of her doing her dances, right, which is incredible, yeah, but also her when she's older, you know, doing interviews with people, yeah, um, shows, right, talking about her youth. It's like wow, <laughs> right? Because we we <sighs> like I, I feel like most of the people we do are like eighteen fifties or or earlier, and yeah. so it's like there's no way. You like see, you can maybe see a picture of him. Yeah, but you can't l- see a video. If you're lucky, there's a photograph. Yeah, if you're lucky, there's a photo instead of a painting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was weird for me with Dorothy Dandridge too because uh, I watched there was a video of her doing um, like a dance routine with like these two brothers that she worked with a lot, and like one of them she got married to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like really cute. I'm like, oh, which one's her husband? And like they were really cute. cute. And I'm like, this is adorable. Josephine's excited but also very scared. Mm-hmm. She's she's just like she's a girl from. You know, yeah, the middle of nowhere, and she's going to uh, Europe for right? the f- first time. Very it's cool, like, very cool, but also like very scary. Sure, and they're gonna love you. Don't worry about it. And she do it. Yeah. Um, it was a peak time to go in between World War One and World War Two, <laughs> and right before um, market get real bad in America. Yeah, 
you know, who get cares? out of there. Who cares about America? Mm. Honestly, <laughs> uh, and yeah, in an interview later, she she kind of denies that Broadway is her big break. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she has impressions about America. Sure. Uh, But in a sense, she's correct. It it doesn't really explode until Paris. Right. She goes Um, from being like an American star and maybe not even an American star, but like a, you you know, know, New York City star. Yeah. Harlem Renaissance. Like to like an international sensation. Right. Uh, And she was she talks about she's like, I just couldn't stand America. And I was one of the first colored (laughs) Americans to move to Paris. Valid. And when they're there, uh, it's basically instant success. Yeah. And she fell in love with Paris right back. It's like. I've been there. It's pretty great. And for her at the time, there are no black hotels. Mm -hmm. There's no black restaurants. Yeah. It's just they don't care. It's just everyone's restaurants. Yep. You don't have to like. Use a sneaky side entrance to, no. like, go places. You can just go places. Yeah. There's no Jim Crow laws. Right. Well, and and there especially, too, like, you know, part of that is just, like, lack of slavery, but also because France has owned, which, you know, in a way makes it sound bad because of imperialism, but, like, because France has been so close, like, with Morocco and Algeria and, like, essentially owned it for so long, I think it's just very much—it's much more normal. Right. To be like, well, we just have black people. Like, we just do. And that's fine. And they, um, this is like the, the cusp of that attitude mm-hmm. in a way. Like, there's a hunger for all things uh, African, African art, African flavor. Right. But it's very through the lens of colonialism. Sure, of course. Uh, because they are just starting to, you know, get into Africa mm-hmm. in a big way. Yep. And France, um, by far, does is not the worst European country to do things no. in that continent, uh, but it's still colonialism. It's still bad. It's yeah, but the the majority of regular French and Parisian people they don't know the particulars of that stuff. That's very yeah. There's something very childish and juvenile about their lack of awareness. But I you know that's just kind of the time. Yeah, people aren't yeah. Dialed into like all the happenings everywhere. They're not dialed in. Yeah, uh, they just know that they're in Africa, and they probably believe that they're you know doing good, delivering the white word to mm-hmm. people. Yeah, uh, so they're they're excited about having Josephine there. Sure, she's like um, all that that black art just like come to life. She's right. like this embodiment of it, and like also co- probably like American you know, exoticism in a way of like, oh, what is what are the Americans got going on over there too? Not really. No? It's, it's so <laughs> like there are, because they're so obsessed with like uh, African right. stuff that the, in their mind she's African. Sure. Uh, and they're just like, you're black, you know, something, Africa. Something she talks about a lot is like, you know, they'll talk about, uh, you know, Africa this, Africa that, but they never talk about America, which is where this blackness comes from. Right. And yeah, it's it's a thing of like you know when people are like, "Where are you from?" and they really mean like, "What is your ethnicity?" Yeah, or like your you know where a lot for a lot of people in America, it's like, "Where did your ancestors come from?" And it's like <laughs> right. weird thing to say, which is so funny. I have to tell you, the other day I was 
watching chilled like stream with some of his friends and mm-hmm. he asked this girl like where she was from right michelle and she was like oh my parents came here during the vietnam war like she was so ready to answer oh. that like <laughs> yeah. from vietnam during the war and then he's like no i meant like we're in the country i was trying to figure out your time zone right. where do you live and she was like oh <laughs> tells him the state <laughs> but it was just so funny to see it in the reverse yeah of like where are you from of him being like, no, no, I meant you physically, where do you live right it t- now? It took me ages, especially <laughs> in college, to, like, stop asking that of people. Yeah. Because I was from somewhere else. I was from Alaska. Right. I was an out-of-town student. So I'm like, oh, like, you know, what you know, what state did you come from? Where did you come from? Everybody's like, Washington. They're like, oh, Because okay. it's a state school. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. They'll just tell you they're weird, random. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Squim. And you're like, mm. Squim. I hate that. It's really bad. I'm glad you got out. It has an E in it, too. Squid. It's like Sequim. Squid. But you don't say the E. Squid. Squim. It's awful. I'm sorry if you're from Squim. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's your turn, Squim. Anyway. Uh, so during rehearsals for the show, she immediately catches the eye of the producers. Yeah. We're like, we need to give you like your own thing. Sure. Because uh, you're so eye-catching. And, Iconic. you know, the audience, there's going to be a lot of white male Parisians in the audience. Mm-hmm. And this is where... We're here to... Uh, there's a there's a bigger discussion here that I am not well-equipped to talk about with any authority. Sure. Which is there are uh, racist stereotypes and caricatures and... The exoticism mm-hmm. of blackness and, like, right. her body. Of course. Uh, and is she, you know, going along with that or is she subverting that? I think it's yeah. probably a little bit of both. I mean, yeah. it's definitely a bit of both because what I'm going to tell you about her show is, like, yeah, a white man thought of that. Sure. Uh, that's definitely the idea of, like, a white guy. Right. But, I mean, I think with every kind of performer in any way is there's part of that of you know like do you give in to what you're being asked to do because it's going to get you more opportunities Mm -hmm. and do you play into those stereotypes or like do you back out of them right it is entirely a very familiar pattern right and then she just has like the extra thing of it being like you know racially charged yeah because that was a thing for not i keep bringing it up but because this is the one that i talked about yeah uh that's a thing for dorothy dandridge too where she like Basically is like, I don't want to play an enslaved person anymore Mm -hmm. because I don't want people to see me that way all the time. Yeah. But then she starts running out of work to do. And then she's like, well, what am I supposed to do now? No one's offering me anything. Uh, And I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, there's a fair part of her being like, well, I don't want it to be like we always have to be enslaved to be anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like it it becomes really complicated for like her personally. And I'm sure it is that way for uh, Josephine, too. Mm hmm. It's like, I want to be something else. Yeah. Uh, but it's something where Josephine can uh, kind of harness that attention and mm-hmm. make something of it. And she's very smart, so she does it very well. Sure. Uh, so for that first, uh, the for the premiere, they pair her with a male dancer. And she basically just, like, dances in the nude. She's wearing, yeah. she's wearing nothing but a, a flamingo feather. <laughs> And it's uh, very, very sexy, and I think she she needs to think about it a bit. She's like, is this what I need to do? Like, is this good? And she's like, yeah, I I think I need to do this for my career. And she does, and Paris, like, is shook. Oh, of course. They're so shook. 
Uh, Asians are always seen as like, I mean, and French people in general are seen as like the really sexy, you know, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, this is really artsy because there's naked people in it. And they like, they like being like on the cusp and like the most modern cutting edge. And that's what she is. The 20s are still like, despite being, you know, like very boozy, like crazy parties are still very buttoned up because it's still, you know. The early like, yeah, there, 20th century. There's a reason why, like, being sexual is still, uh, like, an adventurous, outrageous thing. Yeah. The the top dance at the time in Paris when she got there was the waltz. <laughs> and then she comes in doing, like, oh, the Charleston and just, like, swinging her hips yeah, and being like, wild <gasps> with it. Whoa. And they're like, oh, my God. That's pretty sexy. That's amazing. Overnight stardom. Beautiful. Uh, you're either you're you're outraged by it, and you're like, "This is the end of Europe as we know it." Which, like, <laughs> bye, uh, bye, I guess. Uh, or you're like, "This is this is art. This is the new world." Right. And I am like, "There's it's happening." I'm just thinking of like if she had done this in like England. No, <laughs> they're like, "Cover up! What are you doing?" No, 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 no. Because this is something I'm like, maybe you could get away with this in America and like certain places, maybe it'd be, but it's gonna be a lot. America's so like weirdly Puritan about sex. Though. It's true. There's no way. But I'm like, there's I in England, I don't think there's any way. Yeah, but Paris, no. they're like, oh, she's like sexy and it's art. Yeah, and it's like nice. Hell yeah, and it's historical and fairly modern, so you can like look up footage. Sure, we're doing this. It's um nice. It's it's weirdly tame for <laughs> sure for now, but you're well, like because we have like strip clubs <laughs> everywhere now, yeah, and people, it's like not a big deal. Like choreography is so like I don't know, so like good and practiced. Now. Yeah, right. She's not um, doing any fancy moves or anything. She's not like upside down sliding down a pole or yeah, anything. Yeah, she she's self taught. Yeah, but uh, you you see elements of like oh that's kind of like twerking and like you see like the history yeah. of dance like in what she's doing and like oh it's it was always popular like but but you like kind of invented it in a way yeah like the charleston and the the swish or whatever the moosh those all existed (laughs) the moosh moosh. uh but she makes it she makes it uh elegant and yeah like beautiful nice uh and she has this big grin at the camera like all the time Uh and like making faces she's like she she's laughing at you as you're like observing her and i kind of like that reporters afterwards uh just swarmed her hotel they were obsessed sure and she she's really blunt about like they're astonished because they've never seen anything like her Mm -hmm. uh and like this dance is so wild and she's so wild and she's black and you know various like exoticism fetishy yeah kind of comments uh, but she's pretty blunt about what the actual uh, amazing thing about the evening is. Mm-hmm. And she says, last night after the show was over, the theater was turned into a big restaurant. And for the first time in my life, I was invited to sit at a table and eat with white people. Aww. She's like, that's what's actually amazing so upsetting. about this. Her people are like, what? What? Oh. America real bad. America's like real bad. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and I know you're kind of like fetishizing Africanness because mm-hmm. of your colonial trips. Sure. Uh 
And it's kind of, it's very divorced from black people. It's like, oh, we love the folk art, but, like, you have no idea what's actually happening. Yeah. Um, or, like, you, you know one black person and it's Josephine Baker. Mm-hmm. So it's like, eh. you definitely take it with a piece of salt and look at yeah. it um, with a critical eye. But, but comparing, like, one-to-one but America like, to France and, like, what her better. experience is. It's like, yeah. No one, like, hates her. Yeah. Um, she's Like, she's, she's allowed to eat with them. She's she, not staying in a, like, black-only hotel. She won't be arrested for touching a white person. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, way better than that. Right. And, like, Andridge, who I talked about, is, like, she's doing this, you know, later. She's, like, same time as, like, Marilyn Monroe. So she's mm-hmm. doing this in, like, the 50s and the 60s. Yeah. And it's still, like, she has to enter through a specific entrance in the back. She's not allowed to stay after she's done performing. Yeah. Like, they, because they don't want her walking through, like, the, like, like the, the main entrance because it might offend people. Right. And that's, like, decades after this. <laughs> right. And you, so. we'll, we'll talk about it. Like, at the height of her stardom, she does come back to America, like, just to, like, try it out. Sure. Um, and they and like ew. She is allowed to get a hotel on Park Avenue, mm-hmm. but they make her use the servants' entrance. <laughs> it's so terrible. Uh, she's like international star, and they're like, yeah, you can't be seen coming in but the like, main entrance. You know. And like she talks about in one of these interviews again that she leaves the hotel. It sounds like through maybe the main entrance, because I can't imagine her being like, yeah, I'll follow the rules. Sure. At least 100 percent of the time. Uh, and a white lady sees her and stops and she spits at her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and wow. And she just starts crying. She's like, what the hell? Right. I This is terrible. And she's like, goodbye. Never. Please don't come back. And you can... I don't know, she's a nice person. I feel like she's a nice person. Sure. Because, I don't know, I feel like there's something very familiar about her. I feel like I know people mm-hmm. like her. Yeah. Who are just, uh, you know, they're very out there. They're very extroverted. Um, they they like caring for other people. Yeah. But when things go bad, they're like, oh, I don't want to blame you. That's just how you were taught. Right. Like, it's a society thing. But then I also am like, get out of that society. But I'm also... Because you literally know where to go. But I'm also... (laughs) I need to get out of here. Yeah. So back in France before that, Mm -hmm. she's really taken off. She inspires a whole generation of artists and uh, Art Deco is just happening. Hell yeah. They're like, she's perfect. Uh, Picasso paints her. Of course. uh, Really... um, in his way. In his way. Uh, Gertrude Stein wrote about her. Oh, yeah. Hemingway called her the most sensational woman anyone ever saw. Right, because, like, this is, I mean, you know, like, 20s Paris is, like, the height of all of our, like, very famous authors just right. hanging out together there. Everyone's seen, there. Um, what is it, Night, Night in Paris? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's literally. Owen, Owen Wilson. All those. Yes, Owen Wilson. <laughs> uh, he's the main character. Uh, literally all those people, you know, it's like Fitzgerald and it's Hemingway. Like, and they're all just hanging out. I can't believe you're all just in here. Yeah. At the just same. the most famous people you've <laughs> yeah. ever heard of. Yeah. Uh, something I didn't know 
so the animated movie Anastasia, mm-hmm. when she goes to Paris for the first time, there's like a fancy black lady with a cheetah. Oh. That's her. Nice. That's Josephine. That's fantastic. Uh as she becomes more famous, her lifestyle gets more extravagant, mm-hmm. which I love. It's very, uh, it's very Beyonce, very Rihanna. Yeah, like love that for her. Listen, I have to do these um, skimpy outfit like performances, mm-hmm. but outside in my life, I am so classy, so rich, diamonds everywhere. Yes, love that for you. You deserve it. Uh, she becomes uh, like a symbol of sexual liberation mm-hmm. because she has kind of like a, a lighthearted take on sex and just like having relationships. She's just like, I don't know. It's just kind of like fun. Sure, yeah. She's like, I've been married Casual. to so many people because like I, <laughs> I just love whoever I'm with. Yeah. And she has male lovers. She has female lovers. Hell yeah, girl. Bisexual queen. Mm-hmm. We love her. Bicon. I feel like... I forget exactly what they did, but the Castro in San Francisco honors her in some way. Like, she has a star on the Walk of Fame on the street or something. It's like the most influential and important uh, queer icons of the century. Love that for her. Love that for you. Uh, And she, yeah, after, (laughs) she's very lighthearted about sex. Uh, whatever is the opposite of prudish, but in like a non non judgmental way. Yeah. Uh, after like after performing at a benefit once, uh, all the important people were like, "Wow, you did so good." The mayor is there. It's so and he's wild. like, Josephine, you you were so great. Is there anything we can do in return? You know, besides yeah. paying her, I assume. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And mean, she got all that diamonds and money. Clearly, <laughs> she's she getting paid. She clearly she getting paid. Uh, but at the moment, there was uh, a different couple dancing on stage, and the man was very cute. And she points at him. She's like, "I'll take that." <laughs> she's like, "Who who dad up there?" I'll take that. Thanks. Please. Cute. She starts. Ex- uh, collecting exotic pets, which like you gotta. The, yeah, the cheetah is real. There are photos of her walking her oh cheetah in Paris. That's incredible. Uh, and it's named Chiquita. <laughs> cheetah Chiquita. I love her. It's so cute. What? It had a diamond collar. Chiquita banana is the name of it. <laughs> Chiquita. Uh, and the the cheetah frequently escaped into the orchestra pit. <laughs> During oh no! Poor, poor orchestra people. <laughs> it's just so fun. They're just trying to do their job, play their we've, instrument. Uh, we've both been in pit orchestras, and it's so much fun. And but just yeah. imagine, like a cheetah just no. gets down there. No. And it would just terrorize <laughs> the musicians. Horrible. Uh, Especially if you play something like larger that it's gonna like knock out of your hands or something. Someone like hiding behind their upright bass, they're like, no, no please don't. <laughs> it just comes and slashes all their freaking strings. Play no. without strings. No. Oh no. Please. They're like, just do like drum on your instrument. It's fine. But my um, we'll get you a new one. I think new strings. I think from Wikipedia it says it adds another element of excitement to the show. <laughs> Mystery, intrigue. I mean, yeah, cheetahs in the pit. <laughs> I'd like it better if it was like cheetahs in the audience, because you know, then it would be like, yeah, not the same people getting terrorized. <laughs> no, it's like they're ready for. It. They're just like it's like it's like when you waiting. It, it would be more like when you go to like SeaWorld, which you should not do, but like 
back in the day when you would go to SeaWorld before everyone knew they were evil, mm-hmm. and you'd sit in, like, the splash zone. Oh, yeah. And it'd be like, if you sit here, the, <laughs> the, the whale is going to splash you. You're in the cheetah splash zone. You're in the zone. cheetah zone. Like, if the cheetah get loose, it's going to eat you first. So be aware. But, like, that's a first. selling point. That's a, But people go to be They're eaten. They're like, if I could get splashed by this cheetah, that would be the best souvenir. Because it's priceless. You can't. Yeah, it you, is. Because, yeah. like. And then they get people, like, faking them, you know, mm-hmm. like, pretending they got slashed by the look cheetah. Look at you marketing. You're like, look, people get cheetah slashed I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unemployed. I'm going to go to the past and I'm going to get a job. <laughs> going to work. It's going to be great. Uh, so Josephine causes a sensation everywhere she goes. Right. She's just she like, is a sensation. She is the sensation. Mm-hmm. The They go on tour throughout Europe and South America. Hell yeah. Uh and she, this is kind of like the diva she is, even at an early age. She breaks her contract because she gets an offer for more money to yeah. headline a show back in Paris. She's like, bye. Uh, later. Bye. Shows are canceled. I got to make money. Takes that contract. At sh- Incredible. I don't know why that was, like, so wet. <laughs> Honestly, just the lack of fear of being sued. I know. You know, for just just <laughs> intentionally breaching your contract just to be like, later. Like, what are you going to do? I mean, they could sue her, but she ain't. I'm uh, I'm more famous than any of you will ever be. Good luck. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she she's offered more money to headline at the famous Folie Bergère, okay. which is a theater, um, setting the standard for her acts. Uh, on the Wikipedia article for Folie Bergère, uh, she is the entire second paragraph. <laughs> They're like, you know what? This we, is why it matters. We know why you care about us. You've never heard of this theater except for because of her, so and we get it. I'll just read it because it uh, transitions to the next topic, which Great. is bananas. Um, and it's just kind of funny you said Chiquita Banana. Chiquita Banana. I'm like, that's true. That's what it's called. That's uh, true. But that whole second paragraph, uh, quote, uh, reviews featured extravagant costumes, sets, and effects, and often nude women. In 1926, Josephine Baker, an African-American expatriate singer, dancer, and entertainer, caused a sensation at the Folies Berger by dancing in a costume consisting of a skirt made of a string of artificial bananas and little else. Nice. I think she wore, like, long strings of pearls or something. They did that on GMM, except for it was pants and they were made out of pickles. Yeah. (laughs) That's where it comes from. They copied her. She an icon. She's a queen. Uh, And it becomes... Like a worldwide sensation. Like you could just draw a person with bananas around their waist and be like, oh, it's Josephine. Obviously. Everybody knows. Who else could it be? She's the original Carmen Miranda, except for it's her whole body, not just her headpiece. It's her whole body. It's like. I'm assuming. I think Carmen Miranda's after. She's like in the 60s. Yeah. I I have impressions of her in color, so I feel like it's maybe a little later. Yeah. But I. I Probably. Honestly, don't know. Uh, but it's the famous banana skirt. Besides uh, innumerable There's pieces. There's always money in the banana skirt. There's always money in the banana skirt. <laughs> Which uh, the actress who played the mom and that just died today. R.I.P. Rip, Rip uh, Jessica Walters. Jessica, I couldn't remember her name. We love you so much. You're so Icon. Great. Another yeah. icon. Love you. I love being able to be a woman and just sneer at men constantly. <laughs> And she was great. so good at She's that. She's incredible. She She's so funny. So good at it. So funny. So funny. Uh, but the the banana skirt, there have been 
uh, so many pieces of art and costume and performance. I mean, now I want a banana skirt. Like, yeah. not made out of literal bananas. <laughs> I just want a skirt with bananas on it. But it's, it's going to be like a Josephine, yeah. like, wink-wink skirt, you know? It's fair, because, like, hers wasn't real bananas either. They're Right. Like, you know, But I'm not bananas. even going to use plastic. It's going to be like a graphic. It's going to be a graphic. <laughs> you know. I think it's kind of it funny. It will be 3D bananas. The, the most powerful example of how iconic and... Uh, momentous that skirt is that Beyonce did a banana skirt tribute really? in like 2006. Nice. I I almost I need to look it up for you. It's Attila. like love that for her. Beyonce. Love that for Josephine. Beyonce banana skirt. Yeah, <laughs> you look. It's like yeah, that's Josephine. <laughs> yeah, that is the nice. Jos- that is the Josephine. Nice. Um, but let me look up. I think this is the one by Picasso. Picasso. Oh my gosh, I need to be more specific. Everyone doing banana skirts. Everybody. Oh yeah, I've seen this picture before. Mm-hmm. But like, look at her face. She's so cute. They are so, that is, a, those bananas are very, um. Very curved, curvaceous. Yeah. They, they come out with like a curvature of her skirt. I think they have. Intensely. They're like bedazzled or something. They but, look bedazzled, yeah. But. In a black and white photo, they kind of just look like they have a weird sea cucumber texture. <laughs> yeah. That I kind of hate. Yeah, like I don't like bumpy banana. <laughs> no, that's not my favorite form of banana. Um, We're used to very smooth bananas. But uh, fashion icon, cultural mm-hmm. icon. Queen. The, um, do you remember, I forget when Rihanna did it, but that see-through like crystal dress she wore with like the big fur ruff uh, for like some award ceremony I think that was very Josephine Baker inspired as well Sure. now I gotta look at it she does a lot of sequin kind of moments uh, which makes sense for the time period. I feel like you know it's it's the glitz and glam of the 20s it is the glam but and uh, then it makes it a little more sexy when it's see through like totally Ah, like very 20s very Josephine uh, very like you know, this is my body and I'm famous, mm-hmm. and uh, and very fancy with that fur. And very fancy for sure. That's the thing. Even when um, I don't know, your body is your livelihood. You're like, I'm fancy, right? I also get like um, uh, Lady Gaga vibes. You know, it's very like meat dress sensation. And well, and the like, you know, my first like n- naked performance. You know, yeah. it's like Lady Gaga's was like, now they'll pay attention to me because I'm naked and she's queer. And, yeah. Like, a lot and of vibes. It is. It's very vibe because, like, um, Lady Gaga don't wear meat suits anymore. That's right. Just like she's like, I've advanced beyond what mm-hmm. I had to do to become. The famous. gimmicks are over. The gimmicks are over. Now I'm just amazing by myself. And it's kind of fun because Josephine, like, the banana skirt is so iconic. She wears it like everywhere she goes. There's a banana dance. Yeah. Uh, but later in her career. It becomes more stylized and very, like, hard, pointy uh, bananas. And, sure. like, I don't know. She, she kind of, like, rolls with it and grows with it, which I, I like. I love it. Uh, thousands of dolls in banana skirts were sold all over Europe. <laughs> That's so cute. She's a, she's a Barbie doll. She's literally a Barbie. Uh, beauty editors would uh, advise women on how to use, like, oils to darken their skin. Ah, uh, yeah. Which is kind of incredible. I love that. Right. For the time, like, here's how you emulate mm-hmm. uh, a black entertainer. Right. Especially because even now, you know, in, like, uh, certain countries, 
skin lightening um, is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. You know, of like, oh, well, you yeah. want to be, like, even currently, like, you want to be as pale as possible. Right. It's very. Because you want to look white. Extremely race driven. Uh, but right. I feel like we haven't, that doesn't happen until, like, very recently. Um, where it's, like, tanning is, like, the thing. Where tanning is the thing. Yeah. And, like, trying to be more like a black performer is going to get you more revenue. Yeah. It's very Ariana Grande. That's, uh, <laughs> right. I was, that's, like, probably a, like, late 90s situation mm-hmm. where we started doing, like, lots of dreads and, like, cornrows for, like, white girls and, right. like, orange tan. Extremely appropriate. you don't look like anyone. <laughs> uh, like, she, Josephine has this very iconic slicked back hairdo, mm-hmm. and everyone wants to emulate that. Like Draco Malfoy. <laughs> right. Just like Draco. He copied her. <laughs> Uh, She's an icon. And this is, like, how much of a boss she is. Uh, To people who wanted to be her, she would sell, uh, like, baker skin, which was, like, an oil you could put on yourself. And what was it? Baker Fix, which is a hair pomade. Nice. So she is making a business out of it. She is literally selling cosmetics, being like, you want to be—she is doing a celebrity skincare hair care line. Yeah. In, like, the 20s or 30s. It's, uh, she's iconic. Incredible. There's nothing new under the sun, and she is living it. is, like, doing Fenty Beauty right now. Right? (laughs) She's doing it. Like, I'm like, she, like, I I love this. Bless you. Look at you. And with the money, this is how successful she was. She bought a 24-room mansion in southern France. That's so many rooms. She bought a castle. It's huge. With all the money. That's so much. And South of France is supposed to be beautiful. Very beautiful very this time expensive. of year. Very beautiful. <laughs> this time of every time of year. Very beautiful. Uh, and it's, this is, like, this blew my mind. You know how, um, I don't know, there's been, like, a, an appreciation for the butt in, like, the past decade for or so. For that booty, yeah. That booty. Butts have risen incredibly in butts have risen <laughs> it's so true though in you so many ways balance a glass of water uh, on there butt has really become the thing which butt is mildly upsetting to me because i don't have one yeah. and so then you're like well this is sad but in her time josephine baker also created uh, a butt boom da booty, da booty. which is impressive because you know uh 20s are very um very skinny, like, boy body that you want. Right, and, like, the, the, she the, has kind of a boy body, but the way yeah. she uses it, they're like, the butt. She's popping that booty. Because the 1920s, I feel like, and then, like, the 1990s are, like, very similar. Because I remember in 1990s, it's like, you want to be skinny. Mm-hmm. Like, not even curvy, skinny. Skinny. Little. Like stick. Like, yeah, you're barely there. Mm-hmm. And then it was, you know, because it goes through cycles, just like yeah. fashion does of, uh body types and what's like preferred you know because like Marilyn Monroe it's like you want that curve you want want that curve but right before that's like Audrey Hepburn it's like she pre-skinny and then like I remember I forget well I say I remember and then immediately can't remember the song (laughs) but like I don't know Nicki Minaj came out with like some music video and everyone was like scandalized by how she jiggled the booty but now everyone's obsessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the cycle of, like, the black body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> twerking became the thing. And twerking became the thing. And it still is, basically. Uh, Phyllis Rose writes about it. Uh, one can hardly overemphasize the importance of her rear end. <laughs> Baker herself declared that people had been hiding their asses too long. 
I love it. The uh, quote, the rear end exists. I see no reason to be ashamed of it. It's true. There are rear ends uh, so stupid, so pretentious, so insignificant that they're good for only sitting on. Uh, but Me, with mood, <laughs> vibe. <laughs> vibe, living. <laughs> rear end is useless. Sliving. <laughs> Sliving. <laughs> I will never say it correctly. I, I refuse. <laughs> so mean to Paris Hilton. Uh, at this point, she's like 21 years old. Wow. Yeah. That's that's insane. Uh, absolutely incredible. I like that she just, she held both of her hands to her mouth and said, whip out them booties, y'all. <laughs> Show me your booty. <laughs> he said, whip it out. Everyone's like, yes. Every, well, I'm sure a lot of women are like, I'm sure a lot of people are like, no, because they know they ain't got the booty. I understand. You know, when you don't got the booty, that's when you start writing articles like this is the end of Europe as we know it. (laughs) That's right. Because you're scared and sad. (laughs) All of those men are like, I don't have the booty. I can't whip it out. It would be so embarrassing. I cannot whip it. And I'm like, she wasn't talking to you. (laughs) She wasn't talking to you. Just don't worry about it. But yeah, two years out of the U.S. and she's the highest paid, most photographed woman in the world. That's insane. And that's why you should that's move to France. That's what France can do for you. That is what France... <laughs> we say the same thing. That's what France does. It makes you elite. She had a, a it weekly... It gets you what you deserve. A weekly newspaper column talking about like fashion and stuff. She's an icon. She's an entertainer. She's that's rich. Amazing. She's fabulous. She's got... Like literally has a blog. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's literally blogging. Uh, she's made it. I love her. She's made it. There's uh, some some art of her and her um, her ch- her chiba. Oh, it's got like a bouquet. It's presented <laughs> to her. That's so adorable. That's very cute. I also really like the like style of her. She's like it's so tall and like slender mm-hmm. and like just like this the sexy side profile of her body. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. It's a good way to get around not just literally, like, drawn boobs. <laughs> right. You know, that they're like, we want to keep it still coy a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. A little bit coy fish, you know? coy pond. You got to go to see the booty. Yeah. And the booby. It's all about, like, just, like, sort of hiding it. Yeah. It makes it more it's, tantalizing. Um, uh, what's it called? Mm. I know what you mean, but I I don't know. Yep. I think it's French, too. You can like the edit, word is French. edit it in. Uh, Editor Alexis here telling you. <laughs> I think I've only done that like one time. And it was during the Tour de France episode because I got so upset. Oh. Because I couldn't remember yeah. Alexander Vinokurov's name. Oh. Yeah. And I was just like, this is unacceptable. When I just spent this whole episode being like, I love the Tour de France. <laughs> and you're like, I couldn't remember his name. What's his name? And I was just like, this is. And I got so mad at myself listening to it that I literally came in here and recorded a piece myself <laughs> just to put it in. What a mood. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love swimming, especially that. You know, that really fast swimmer guy. Mike, he Michael, won a lot of medals. Michael. Fibbles. Kelps. <laughs> <laughs> Kelps. Kelp. Uh, burlesque. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a style of it that I think applies, but it, it wasn't what I was thinking of, which is like a psychological thing where if you cover up just a little bit, it's more sexy than being totally naked. I was thinking of burlesque because that's the whole, okay. I think that's the like kind of mantra of it, right? Is yeah. that you don't like fully strip, you like get most of it off. And then, yeah, but you're doing it, like, slowly and, like, kind of (laughs) teasingly. I need to show you uh, a strip tease that Ben De La Creme, a uh, drag queen, does. Hell yeah. That's so funny. Uh, She's got, like, nipple tassels that, like, go around and then she'll, like, take off another layer and there's, like, a different 
padded boobs with longer tassels. <laughs> She's almost like jump roping That's with so them. Funny. It's very funny. I love funny. seeing drag queens with their like fake boobs. It's very funny. Yeah. Like there's like silicone. Yeah. They'll just like throw them on the ground. I know. It's, <laughs> it's so best. amazing. Like off I'm comes like, I'm, the wig, the I'm boobs. So the jealous. Shoes. I wish I could rip my boobs off at the end of the day. They they don't know how good they have it. It's, yeah. It's it's incredible. Uh, so in 1927, I think uh, uh-huh. she started. Recording songs and singing Hell as yeah. well, which is so smart. She's move just out of incredibly talented in all forms. Yeah, move out of dancing for your money and just sing. It's yeah um, that you don't even like you, you don't even have to do as nearly as much work probably. Yeah, uh, she stars in several films. Another first for black lady at the Hell time. Yeah. Like her name is billed on the posters. It's People incredible. come because she's in it. She's so amazing. She's so amazing. It's 1927. She's there like, are barely movies. She's headlining films. It's amazing. Uh, she opened her own nightclub, Chez Josephine. Hell yeah. Mm. Get it, girl. Uh, so after about like 10 years of rocking it in Europe and around the world, she is ready to go back home, back to the States. They always come back. Uh, yeah. It's always a mistake. I don't know. Like, part of me's like, it's a mistake. You should never come back. But part of me's like, but you gotta. It's like, it's the same reason Harriet Tubman goes back. Yeah. You know? But I don't want them to. I want them just to be happy and appreciated. <laughs> I want everyone to be free I and want, happy. Yeah. Be in the good place. She wants to She wants to come back and bring all of her wealth and status. No, they always want to come back and fix it. And help, mm-hmm. like... Elevate her like black people with yeah, what she has, right? And, and I want her to do that, and I I get it, but it does not go. But well. I want her to be happy, <laughs> and you can't do both those things at the same time. Uh, I don't think anyone listening would be surprised to hear that it doesn't go well. Yeah, nineteen thirty-five things are worse than when, yeah, she, than I when mean, she left America. I mean, probably all cultures mm-hmm. are on this cycle, but. I only can speak specifically for America, is on a fast cycle, in my opinion, of, like, very, like, kind of liberated and, mm-hmm. you know... And um, there's the, the backlash. ...quickly becomes incredibly conservative. Mm-hmm. And the 20s are very liberated, and then the 30s are not. They are not. Uh, and then, you know, it'll go back up during the 40s because of the war, and then the 50s are not. So it's, like, <laughs> basically on a decade basis. And then the 60s. <laughs> We're going... Just a very fast circular time. Yeah. So she unfortunately left at the gooder time, the better time for her. <laughs> the gooder time. The gooder time. Yeah. This and is... comes back at the worst time. She's like, this is the bad place. <laughs> Which is why I say, don't come back. Uh, and this is when, like, the hotel on Park Avenue incident happens. Mm-hmm. She stars on Broadway again. Bob Hope is one of her co-stars. Amazing. Ira Gershwin writes a piece just for her. Incredible. It's all very nice, um, and it ends up being extremely controversial because there's a part at the end uh, that, like, in Paris, I don't think she'd even think of it, that she dances with four men in a dream sequence kind of thing. Okay. Uh, but they're white. Ah. Uh, and Yeah, they're not going to like that. It's uh, probably the first time that's ever been done in, on a stage in New York. Yeah. Which, like, wild, but yeah, uh, yeah. that's where that's where we at. Um, like, I don't like that. 
Because, yeah, I read somewhere that before she left the U.S., like, she wasn't allowed to touch any white people when they were on stage. And now she's dancing with four uh, white men and, you know, implication being, like, she's the desired one. Right. Uh, You can't suggest that in 1930s America to people that are white in the white audience. like— you you'd have a hard time suggesting that now. Yeah. Like you you'll notice that it, you know when female rappers do uh, music videos that like it's very different than when men do music videos where they're like look at all these women who are like worshiping me. True. There's not a lot of that mm-hmm. or not as much nearly. Yeah. And I'm like there should be please yeah, should be. <laughs> please show all the men bowing down to you. Black women make the world go round. That's right. Uh, so the white press is outraged. Sure. Obviously. <laughs> Uh, Time magazine has a it's a very notorious quote, um, which it's a it's so weird because it's like if I saw that right now, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like like <laughs> um, not the same exactly, but literally, you know, at the Grammys, it was like um, I saw a video of Lizzo performing Juice and like Harry mm-hmm. Styles was up there like singing it with her, yeah. right? And he's and he's up there singing her song with her, um, and. Uh, it's like, yeah, I wouldn't even notice. I wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh, look, she has a white man up there with her. I was like, no, it's like Harry Styles. <laughs> like, I know who he is. <laughs> or if I, like, yeah. saw that at a theater, I'd just be like, oh, dancing people. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh, look at this black woman with these four white men specifically. It's like that's – it's just it's crazy how much race is in the forefront of everyone's mind about everything. Everything. And it's so – In the, like, most aggressive, toxic way. And it's – it's not normal. I mean, it's normal for America. Yeah. Uh, but for her to go from France to this. And it, it's like, the thing is, too, you know bad. she went back mm-hmm. with, like, some hope. Yeah, of, like, of course. I've been gone long enough. I've changed so much. And, like, I'm so well received here that, like, maybe if I go home, people will, like, get it and like be cool yeah. and it's just like no <laughs> that's so sad one of her movies was banned in oh the US gosh. because uh, she was paired with a white male lead it's so stupid yeah it's so stupid America not ready no so the the times called her a buck tooth n-word <laughs> wench cool. whose dancing and singing might be topped anywhere outside Paris um, other oh, critics. So they're just scrapping on Paris, being like, "Can't believe they like this garbage." Oh, and her, she's like, you "Well, know, yeah, this nasty woman." But like, the only place they like her is that cesspool, Paris. It's uh, yeah. I mean, as soon as you get outside Paris, you know, anyone could be yeah, do better than that. Sure. Uh, and it's one of the greatest professional disappointments of her life, and she's heartbroken. This is so upsetting. And people who know her, like, it's so wild to see, like. One of the most famous women in the world, uh, just crying in her hotel room. Yeah, because she's, Cause, she's yeah, been you reduced. Think of it as like Rihanna or Beyonce, her like perform either of them performing, mm-hmm. and like they're incredible. Yeah, and then they're just like, what a nasty piece of garbage, and it's all like weirdly racial, and then also like you're untalented. Yeah, <laughs> what? Like you, it's like no. <laughs> everything about you, down to your genetics, is disgusting to us. <laughs> it's so horrible, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> Just this is why I said don't leave. She so she Ugh. returns to Europe heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> 
She's like, well, bye. You know what? I know that there is a good place on earth for me, and it's not here. And I, I have the means, and I'm going. You have own a mansion in France. Go back. I know. How wild to have out of here. times call you all these things and be like, I have a mansion. In the south of France, the south dude. Of, what do you have? Right. You know this, what? This, like, nasty reviewer who, like, lives in a tiny apartment in New York. It's like, shut up, dude. Who's going to remember you? You're useless. Not us. Not us. I have no idea. Don't care. So this probably has quite a bit to do with her decision to renounce her American citizenship. She uh, marries a French, yeah. French guy. Becomes That's how you do it. A French citizen. Yes. And she loves it. Hell yeah. Like, that's why I'm like, yeah, she's French. Yeah, you, know, you deserve it. That's, that's what she yep. wants. Mm-hmm. She, she she loves is. France with her, her whole heart. Is she heart. from France? No. No. But she is now. But she is French. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then World War II happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, what a great time to become French, you yeah. know? But I want to show you, this is kind of spoilers for, like, how she gets on during the war. Bless. Uh, It's her in uh, military uniform. Love her. When uh, France declares war on Germany Mm -hmm. uh, in response to Poland getting invaded. It's a whole thing. It's like a whole thing. It's a whole domino effect. You maybe have heard about it. (laughs) Have you heard of World War II? Maybe heard of it. Uh, But she's recruited by French... Intelligence as an honorable correspondent. Dude, she... the level of spyitude in World War II <laughs> is just, like, epic. It's so It's the much. best. It's so much. Literally, like, you know, most of the time when people are, like, war historians, I'm like, boring, boo, hate it, gross. Mm-hmm. But, like, World War II is so much. Yeah. There's so much that it's just, like... But you could be a war historian of World War II and only be like, I'm just going to talk about female spies from France. And there's so right. many. And there's so many. That it's amazing. <laughs> so, you know, in uh, Inglorious Bastards, there's that German actress. Yes. Uh, that's basically her. Yes. Uh, and it's, it's great. She can go to parties and embassies and meetings and meet schmooze with all these important people. Because she's the fanciest. Because she's a fancy, famous person. Yeah. And it, it's it's wonderful. when And the, they're stupid and they're not like, maybe she's working for the government as a spy. Maybe this woman who loves France with all of her heart is... Uh, <laughs> who literally renounced her citizenship to be French. She's married to a French man. There's no way she could be taking notes and delivering them to French government. You idiots. You idiots. Also, it's like, do you not think the French are willing to go to these lengths? Like, come on. <laughs> come they on. will do anything. Germany invades France. She mm-hmm. leaves Paris, sadly. Sure. Uh, you gotta. To it's her man- bad. To her mansion. 24- South of France is safer. Is safer. They don't really want to go all the way down there. To uh, the Chateau de Milans. Mm. Her mansion in the south of Paris. <laughs> yes. uh, but even then, her... She opens her house to uh, the French resistance. Nice. The resistance. Resistance. Uh, and she becomes, it's like a small base of operations. No, oh, she, she gives them her house, her cars, her plane, her, her, her money, her and her fame mostly because uh, she starts yeah. traveling with like a cohort of other counter espionage people. Right. Uh, disguised as her band. Oh, so she can nice. go places and give uh, shows and like meet people, and everyone's just like, "Oh, those are just like her tech guys." All I can her think band. of, uh, like that's brilliant. But all I can think of is in Inglorious Bastards when he's like, "I speak Italian." <laughs> yeah, 
Buongiorno. Who knows the most Italian script? <laughs> Me, Buongiorno. Buongiorno. <laughs> like, oh, no. Oh, this is the worst thing I've ever God. seen. Um, and I was going to say, too, that, like, you know, in a way, I'm like, that's wonderful, obviously, that she's providing all this stuff that she has, that's you know, incredible. because of all the, like, support that she's gotten from French people. Mm-hmm. But then also I'm like, of course she is because, like, this is literally her home that she's chosen and she's seeing it just get wrecked. She's going to give so her hard. whole life for this. Yeah, because, I mean, at this point, you know, she has done as much as she can to be like, I'm staying here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to America. She can go back. Yeah, and so, like— Seeing, you know, your country that you love so much and is like you've put so much effort into like falling into shambles like this. Like that mm-hmm. has to be terrifying. It's, it's awful. Um, yeah. Especially because she probably doesn't think there's another home for her, you know, like to be who she wants to be. Yeah. It's, because of racism. It's, it's <laughs> Especially because fr- of Nazis. France are nothing for her. She yeah. She loves France. And, like, what a huge contrast that is in France. Like, even in the, like, you know, exploitative way that they're, like, worshipping, you know, black people. But Mm -hmm. then compared to, you know, Nazis, uh, (laughs) it is a pretty big difference here. Uh, Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. Belgium. 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 Mm. Uh, (laughs) Basically a non-country. Not really a country. Mm. So so under the guise of being famous, Mm -hmm. she can move through all the neutral countries, given shows. Uh, They write secret spy notes and invisible ink on sheet music. Amazing. They never get caught. They're so good. It's the best, dude. It's incredible. Uh, Later in 1941, she and her... Her band, her entourage, go to North Africa, like Morocco and Casablanca. Hell yeah. That kind of thing. The stated reason was her health. She was recovering from, like, a severe illness. Mm. Uh, And, like, she very, very ill. I think she almost died. Mm. Papers at the time were like, she dead. Which might have been just to help her move around and kind of, like, give her a little more wiggle room as far as traveling. Yeah. Uh, but from or to be using the press hard, yeah, to just lie. <laughs> uh, but from the base in Morocco, she would like go to Spain and Portugal. Uh, she would pin Morocco se- is little France, little France. She would pin like secret notes to her her underwear and her bra. Nice. She's like, I'm famous. They're not going to strip search me. Yeah, and she right. You smart. Just just incredible. The the free French had no like, organized entertainment thing, like uh, England and America famously did. Like, that's, like, what Captain America is. He's a showgirl. Yes. That's the whole point of him. Right. Uh, But France doesn't really have that. So she starts touring to entertain British, French, and American soldiers in North Africa. Cute. They would, uh, they kind of just managed it on their own. It's like yeah, kind of out of pocket. We can do it. Uh, civilians weren't allowed in. It was just for the troops. That's right. Inspire um, those boys. And they didn't charge any admission. It was just That's wonderful, just to like boost their morale. Hell yeah! And after the war, she won so many medals. They like just showered her with yeah. all of this stuff. They wonderful. Um, gave her like an honorary rank in the military. I think she's like a sub lieutenant. Nice. Or something. And she wears her uniform proudly whenever she, like, has to go do stuff. You know, so cute. Official state business. She's like, here's my uniform from the war. Which I love because, 
you know, like the famous image of her is her being like basically nude, right? And mm-hmm. like barely covered up. And then military uniforms are so <laughs> like the opposite, right? Right. Buttoned up and like to the wrist and to your ankle and like no skin showing. And she bold. Yeah, to see her, you know, get you love. a girl that can do both. <laughs> love, love that. Love her. So after the war, she returns to Paris and she has this new gravitas. Mm-hmm. She, she, before the war, she's kind of still uh, like a bit um, like colorful and like kind of the ingenue, even though, you know, clearly that's not the role she's playing in her entertainment. Right. But when she gets back, she's like the grand dame. She's like the, oh, yeah. um, the important, beautiful woman who can just like stand on a stage and give an aria and everyone just like cries. It's wonderful. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, and, and I mean, like, great for her because, at, you know, like, the Americans were so rude to her about, like, her being untalented, right. you know? And basically, I, I'm sure part of it was too, like, oh, you're just being slutty, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not, you're not good at anything. Right. And then now she's just, like, doing yeah. no gimmick, just the talent. And everyone's just like, incredible. Incredible. Like, like, yeah. Uh, clubs. Just really good. In America, beg her to come back, <laughs> and she refuses. No. She's like, I will. No way. I will only uh, come and entertain if you let uh, it be a mixed audience. Yeah, she's like, like, I well, will. I don't know about that. I will. I re- refuse to perform for segregated audiences. Right, because they're and, probably like, come here and entertain all these white people who are rich. Right. Yeah. Uh, she's like, no, I won't do it. No. And eventually they are the ones who cave and they're like, fine, we'll do mixed audiences. Yes. I'm like, I love you. Stick to your guns, queen. Because now because she. Because you have the advantage. She you have has no reason to she go has back the, to them. She has the power now. Yes. She's uh, taken everything that they made her do and had to like settle with. And now she can dictate the terms. It's the greatest. And she do. Uh, and uh, she's invited back to the United States. Um, and there are rave reviews. Everyone's very enthusiastic. Hmm. Everyone has changed their tune it enormously. Time. Yeah, it um it ends in like a a pride like sort of a parade in Harlem with like a hundred thousand people. Hell yeah! Um, she's like woman of the year for like you know like Harlem and like black folks are like you. Are the star iconic, dude? You are. You're the one. Yes. There was an incident in like '51 that mm. kind of put a. I was gonna do a, a metaphor, but then I had no idea what I was gonna say. Uh, I'm like, it puts a spoke in her wheel. I'm like, don't wheels usually have spokes though? Yeah. Like, isn't that a like stick in her spoke or stick, something like a, that? Like, a, there's a rock it, in her spoke. It blocks the spoke. <laughs> Wheel don't go. There, There's a man tied up on her train track. There's an incident that make wheel not go. <laughs> there's, there's something weird with the wheel. I'm just like at a bicycle shop trying to explain why. Governor Morris's leg gets stuck in the wheel of the carriage she's in. <laughs> and it not go. And it, it, it don't run. <laughs> and that it dog, don't go. That dog don't hunt. <laughs> she goes to the stork club, which is... Like it's extremely fancy. Very anyone who's anyone goes there, uh, and she's there, and uh, she's there with friends. I think by this time she's like really good friends with Grace Kelly, Hell future yeah. future 
princess queen of Monaco. Of, of Monaco. <laughs> She's so beautiful and incredible. And they, they remain really good friends for her entire life. Hella. Uh, which is, like, incredible. Everything about you is, like, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but they order food, and they wait, and they wait, and they keep waiting, and it's been, like, an hour or something. Excuse me. Uh, it's like, um, it's because I'm black, isn't it? Mm. And sure enough, sure enough. That's so stupid. Uh, the, she criticizes they have in the club's unwritten policy of discouraging black patrons, mm. of course. And she, yeah. she gets very upset. Um, there's uh, an old uh, friendly columnist who, who's written about her favorably there. Mm-hmm. And she gets mad at him, like, why didn't you stick up for me? Uh, and he he does the thing where... You know, if you if you say the word racism near a white person, they get like rabidly angry at you. Yeah, uh, and he how dare you call me that? He writes all of this nasty trash about her in his column. He accuses her of being I a hate communist, them so which much. oh my gosh, uh, gets her like a thick file at the FBI because yeah. we are in the middle of McCarthyism. I mean. Doing that at the time is like, you know, it is like casually calling the police on a black person. It's like, yes. she could die for you saying this. <laughs> she could be Don't say that. arrested and taken away forever. Which is so stupid because it's like, that is, you know, it's just because America's so afraid of communism because it's like they're not hurting you just by yeah. being like, you know what, that seems better. It's really um, wild how America finds a way to be... Um, bad against black people even when it's not racism, quote-unquote. Yeah, right. They're like, well... We use other methods, <laughs> but it ends up still being racism. I'm not a racist, but she's a communist. But she, but I'm saying that because she called me racist. She called me, yeah. She. So she, it is racist. She called me out for not defending her from racist policy. Which, you know, makes sense because we've looped back into the conservatism of the 50s, you know, World War II's over, women back in the house. Back in the house. And guess what? I know we fought side by side with black people in this war, but I don't want to see them at work anymore, you know? Yeah. Cool. The war changed so much for so many people yep. in, you know, obvious ways, but also women got to work and uh-huh. tasted freedom. Yeah. Black people served overseas and got to see that the entire world isn't like home. Yeah. You can be treated decently well, and then you go home, and it's back to like use your own, use your mm-hmm. own restaurant. Yeah, it's like such whiplash, especially because, you know, I know I'm sure there's like racism in the military, but it is definitely more equalizing than normal life, and right? Because like, yeah, you're serving side by side, you're doing very similar things, you're getting very similar treatment. And if nothing else, you are you know deployed in France. And you get to see that, hey, they yeah. don't have a black section in their restaurants. <laughs> yeah, right. What up with that? Mm. You mean they it seems to be <laughs> milling together just fine. It is it is no surprise whatsoever that the sixties kind of explode like they do. Yeah. Absolutely. Because not it's so it's such a it's such a large shift backwards in a way that's like got to be confusing and just incredibly frustrating. It's like we can't we can't go back to doing this. No. It, it's not going to last. It feels like for once it's like oh hope and forward progress for feminism and racism and everything, you know, like we can get better and then it's like no. Mhm. No, cuz white men are still in charge, so back to normal. <laughs> Pretend that didn't happen. Uh you may have forgotten white men still in charge. That was just a fluke. Don't worry about it. Stop thinking about it. <laughs> Don't Stop. worry. Stop it. No, Stop. I like it the way it was. 
And no one cares. We don't care what you think. No one cares. <laughs> so the unfortunately the uh, the bad publicity from that mm-hmm. uh, makes it so her work visa is terminated because she's not an American citizen anymore. She needs a visa to be there. Right. Uh, but honestly, best that you leave. Honestly, best. It's bad. It's still bad here. Uh, and it was almost... Uh, she just an- every, you know, like decade needs to check in and be like, is it still bad? Oh, still bad. Still bad? Okay. All right. Okay. And it was almost a decade before <laughs> the U.S. officials allowed her to come back. Yeah. Oh, great. Like, great. So now Dude, she can take a peek in. Oh, still bad? Now it's like a federal issue because, you know... What Communism. If, what if communists? You know, all those French communists... Uh, and she's very, like, down about that. Uh, but she's still, like, traveling. She met Fidel Castro, you know. Which, Communist. Which doesn't, like, doesn't help. bode well. Doesn't, like, help your case, <laughs> even if you're not. Woof. Uh, and she visited Yugoslavia, made appearances in, uh, like, Eastern Europe. Sure. Cool. Um, she faces um, financial trouble. She mm. She always... Spends more than she makes. Yeah, I mean, that's the lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's always the crazy thing to me when it's like, this incredibly famous person is bankrupt. Because you're like, what? Yeah. Like, you have so much money. But, like, they also spend so much money on just, like, status, right? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> just, just I have to have the newest of everything all the time. And, like, just, like, the upkeep for your 24-room mansion. Right. I assume is quite a bit of money. It's why, like, you know, people talk about... um because this is not just in, you know, like Hollywood, but in all industries where you make a right. lot of money. Like professional sports. Right. Which is why people talk about like Marshawn Lynch and why people like really respect him is because he like pocketed all of the money he made from the NFL and didn't spend any of it mm-hmm. and like only used money he got from like brand deals to pay for everything. He's so smart. So he's got like a bunch of money <laughs> that he he's never touched. A bunch of money. Invested probably. Uh, very little brain damage because he got out quick. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Yeah. And we love him. Uh, and he's just here so we he don't get fined. <laughs> yeah. You know. And another a big part of her financial woes I think my opinion, uh, is that um, she never has any uh, natural children. She has a lot of miscarriages. Mm. Um, but she adopts uh, like 12 kids. Oh, that's a lot. Um, kids cost money. She calls them her rainbow tribe. It's like that's very cute. Kids from Japan, kids from right. Africa, kids from Israel, kids from South America. It's very cute. And it's just like this rainbow of different uh, nationalities, ethnicities, and she raises all of them as her big family. She's like, right. I. This is like her proving that like race doesn't actually matter. Yeah. Uh, and it's successful, of course, because racism is you know social construct thing. Right, right. Uh, as far as, like, being racist is mm-hmm. uh, concerned. And I'm like, way to keep way to keep France on top of it. Like, don't be racist. Don't Look be at racist. all the things. But it, okay. <laughs> it got to the point where people, like, wouldn't talk about kids around her in case she started adopting more. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> at a certain point, it's like, no offense. Like, you can have as many kids as you want. Yeah. But at a certain point, it does feel like too many. Maybe, even if you're adopting. Maybe too many. That you're like, because a lot of times it's like, that's too, you know, you'll think like, that's too many for my body to handle. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy that women are having like 10 kids come out of them. That's yeah. a lot. But uh, I think just having 10 kids total is possibly too many. And they're all about the same age. Oh, that's not good. Like, not 
exactly the same age. No. But uh, well, you got to space them out. You got Yeah, they are not spaced That's out. That's not good. So at some point you have like... 12, 8 to 12-year-olds. No. Oh, that's miserable, <laughs> it's, dude. It's so much. Don't do that. Uh, but there was a thing in Paris where, like, just a baby was left in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people were like, don't tell don't tell Josephine. Oh, she's gonna take she's it. gonna adopt it. Uh, and then someone does. Which is awful because it's like you want someone to adopt <laughs> she, this baby. You do want it. Just like not Josephine. But like she has so many kids. Uh, and I think she's at like 10 at that point. Yeah. Uh, and someone who's not in the know was like, oh, did you hear about that baby they found in the dumpster? Oh, no. And she's like, what? And she goes down and meets it and falls in love instantly. Of course. Of course. This is why it's like, you know, when you like really like dogs, it's like you don't want to hang yeah. out all your time at the animal shelter because you're going to want to take all of them home. The temptation. The temptation is so you real. You can't. You can't, Nemo. <laughs> It's just not it's not feasible at some point, <laughs> especially when she's like a because perf- I'm assuming she's still performing. Yeah, like she's got a very busy life and job where she's going all around the globe. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't have twelve kids and do that. Yeah, performance uh, declines a bit. I think sure. partly family stuff. She's older. Uh, she's older. Um, you know, a couple of bad press things like the U.S. thing. She starts yeah. being like, man, people have forgotten me. Uh, they don't love me anymore, but her family uh, supports her through it. They're like, no, you're great. You should keep performing if it's what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, and she has— um, Also, we need money. <laughs> also, we need money. Uh, like, her—I want to say it's her final concert tour thing uh, mm-hmm. is in 73 at Carnegie Hall. And it's like standing Hell ovation. Yeah. What's up? Uh, <laughs> and it's like she's just she's just incredible. She she's also very um not very, but she is involved in civil rights, obviously. Obviously. It's something that's always on her mind. Mm-hmm. She supported the civil rights movement in the fifties. Uh she was uh on the march she was in the march on Washington with Martin Luther King Jr. Nice. She was like the only specifically billed female speaker. Like she got up and had a speech. Oh, wow. They did invite other women up, but like I think that was more of a Spontaneous. You know, someone's here. Bring him up. Yeah. This, thing. This, she's got something to say. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, we planned for her to speak because, you know, people know who she is. Right. It's just like, I don't know. I just I just love it. Uh, after Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, uh, Coretta King asked her to be, like, the new leader of the movement. Oh, cute. So it's like it's very soft and she uh Josephine declined, but it was because like she her motherhood came first for her. Right. She's like, I don't think I can do this and be a performer. Also like and raise twelve kids. People who do this get shot sometimes. Also people I don't know if you know what happened to the last guy. <laughs> she and Coretta's like, I know really well. Um mm. yeah, that's Ah, it's got to be rough. You're like, I don't know. Right. I've got, like, stuff to do. Like, I know this is important, but also uh, I have kids and I need to take care of them and not die. And she's, like, she's, like, hovering around bankruptcy. Also, like, she's got to have such a complicated relationship with America in general that it's, like, does she want to give up her whole life to now come and, like, fix their thing that she's been, like, frustrated with her entire life? And that's definitely something that, like, it isn't uniform, 
uh, support for her among the black community yeah, in the right. U.S. A lot of people see that and they're like, I mean, she abandons us whenever she feels like it. Yeah. Uh, she isn't really here for the when long. When she feels like it. Yeah. Like they don't kick her out of the country for a decade. <laughs> right. right. That one's a little bit more pointed. But like, I don't know. She's not really here for the long haul. There's definitely mm-hmm. some. Uh, they're doing the Benedict Arnold to her. Well, she left us. Yeah. Okay. She's not the absolute perfect human the worst. to be the face of the movement. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, also Josephine's having um, financial issues. She eventually has to get rid. She has to sell off her mansion. Sad. Uh, but it's so cute because uh, Grace Kelly offered her like a villa. Bless. Um, you know, near sure. Monaco. In freaking you know, Monaco. Dude. Princess of Monaco. She's like, I just have this spare house. Do you want, sweetie, do you want this? Yeah. I'm assuming people know, but in case you don't know, Monaco is like. It's like sort of like Las Vegas, except for in the fanciest way possible. Yes. It's like Vegas if it was like actually high class and like beautiful it's, and cool. It's like not, and that was the whole and, and it was yeah. a whole country, but of like just the most fancy, expensive, beautiful gambling. It's a real place, but it's also not a real place. There's a reason if you watch movies, usually with like heist movies. Mm-hmm. Or where anybody's fancy, they go to Monaco. It's like a theme park country. In Iron Man 2, they go to Monaco. <laughs> they do. That's to prove to you that Tony is super rich. He races his weird car and gets hit by, like, electric whip man in Monaco. <laughs> electric whip man. He's the worst. Uh, so, but she she does work for, like, the NAACP. Uh, they have—she does work uh, with them so much and, like, so well that they eventually— Name the 20th of May, Josephine Baker Day. Oh, cute. She was presented with a life membership with them by Nobel Peace Prize winner, Dr. Ralph Bunch. Bunch? Bunch? Bunche? I don't know. Mm. Uh, but thank you. <laughs> she was one of the, like, really vocal proponents of... Uh, trying to save Willie McGee's life. He was the black man who got accused of raping a white woman in Mississippi, I Mm. think. Um, And he was sentenced to death, and she attended rallies and, like, tried to contact uh, letters to the governor asking him to spare him, and it didn't work, even Mm. as, like, a decorated war hero. Cool. Uh, Uh, But not for America, so I don't care. Not for America. Oh, you're a decorated war hero in France? Yeah, of course. Later, we know it's like, it was all made up. He didn't rape anyone. Yep. So, great. Racism. Mm -hmm. Alive and well. Racism. Well, and it's like, too, it's, you know, I'm a rant for a second, but... Mm Americans hating on French people are so exhausting because it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like a meme that won't die from like the 40s. And it's like, uh, you know, I know I'm a Francophile, so like I'm going to be particularly annoyed about it. But it's just like in so many ways, I'm like, first of all, they're so supportive of us in so many ways. We're not, they're not our enemy. We're mm-hmm. friends with them and right. have been the whole time. Um, but also like, like this, it's like, oh, but, like, sometimes they're just so much better than us sometimes, like, yeah. for some things. And so then for you to be like, mm but you didn't win that war one time because you got—because they were invaded. <laughs> 
like, oh, you're terrible. Also, like, what a weird brag, too, to be like, you're really bad at war. It's like, cool, they're not in wars anymore. It it really, it doesn't highlight issues with France as much as it highlights insecurities with the American awareness. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so the American... Your American pride is built on being good at war, specifically. And, like, not being a coward, I guess. or Not uh, retreating, even though you're going to just be slaughtered. Even though you had to be goaded into joining the war and you honestly didn't want to be involved at all. Ah, cool. Even when it was, like, people were begging to, like... Come in to save their lives, and you're like, eh. but it wasn't physically affecting you. Eh. Anyway, anyway, I think during the war, <laughs> uh, Josephine saved uh, like one of the Rothschilds from oh. like being killed in the camps or something. She's like that weird thing of like really famous people's kids being like, I want to be in the war, and it's like, what are you doing? No, don't do that. You can't. They're like, I'll bring my plane that my dad owns. <laughs> what? Uh, but uh, in, in her March on Washington speech, she, you know, talks about this. Mm-hmm. She says, I walked into the palaces of kings and queens and into the houses of presidents and much more. But I could not walk into a hotel in America and get a cup of coffee. That made me mad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and when I get what? mad, insane. you know that I open my big mouth and then look out. Because when Josephine opens her mouth, they hear it all over the world. Hell yeah, yes. girl. Queen. Yes. That's amazing. I didn't know she was there. That's so cool. Right? And she wore her her military uniform, her veteran uniform. And they're like, where's that from? It's it's from the war. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, But I just like, she's just great. Uh, She did her final, uh, I want to say it is her final performance uh, for Carnegie Hall. She'd had um, problems with uh, strokes. Mm. or seizures at other times in her life. Sure. Um, And she was found in her apartment surrounded by, like, glowing reviews. So she had, like, been reading those and then uh, collapsed, I think. Mm. Heart attack, stroke. Uh, Died age 68, April 1975. Uh, Surrounded by coma, suffering from a cerebral hemorrhage. Ah, Okay. Uh, she received a full Roman Catholic funeral. Uh, Interesting. France uh, gave her a 21-gun salute. Beautiful. Uh, which is, like, pretty sure, like, the only American woman they've ever done that for. Because, like, that's kind of a lot. Yeah. That's, like, the big uh, word of, like, household name hero mm-hmm. treatment. Yeah. Uh, and she She deserves it. She deserved it. I also see this is why this is why I'm like, no, America and France are friends. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're trading, okay? Like, you give us Lafayette, we give you <laughs> Josephine. We have an exchange. <laughs> yeah. An exchange of ideas. A common exchange of people. Brotherhood. And, like, when we each need something, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. We can't depend on England for anything, and we know that. And we know it. <laughs> you and I, we have an agreement. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. A mutual. We can always find a way to fit in some Hayden on the English. It's like uh, <laughs> there's some, you know, some Hallmark card. Yeah. Tasteless Hallmark card where it's like children and grandparents have a mutual enemy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like Parents. it feels like that with England and France. For sure. When they're at their best. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we we have a mutual enemy. It's England. Um, it's England. <laughs> it's always going to be. Wink. Love you, England. I love you. I love you, terrible, but also, nasty. <laughs> but also. F you, Redcoats. <laughs> and yeah, that's Josephine Baker. She's Wonderful. amazing. She has impacted your life, uh, perhaps without you knowing it. This is mildly related. I wanted to update people because we're specifically talking about hating England. Yes. <laughs> Yes, of course. I, my DNA ancestry has been updated. Oh. I am now, uh, my English is now England and Northwestern Europe, quote unquote, mm. which includes France. So I'm going to say it's French. Okay. I'm not English at all. <laughs> okay. Too bad. And uh, also, I have 15% Scottish. So. Wow, that's a large percentage. It is. Which makes me feel good because I've always felt like I was connected to Scotland. I love Scotland so much. I want to be Scottish, and I am now. <laughs> I, Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I got an email from whatever site that I got my DNA tested with, mm-hmm. and they're like, you have like 14,000 connections that you haven't looked at in a while. And I'm like, yeah, it's because they don't check my email. I don't. And also, and like, why. connections, they're like trying to hook you up with like your relatives. That's weird. I don't want to talk to them. Right. That's a weird thing. I just want to see the numbers and, like, dates and stuff and, like, cities. Like, yeah, your Norwegian ancestors are probably from this city. Although, did I... don't I, want to talk to anybody. I think I told you. I don't think I did it on the podcast, but after we did the Puse episode... Yeah. Uh, someone, like, added a connection or something, and I have a distant ancestor who was, like, in the area of France um, that those two women were. Oh, uh, like That's fun. around the same time, like within a fifty year span, nice. like in the same town, I'm like, what? Oh, hey, That's so cool. My ancestors might be hanging out with you. Not being fancy. I, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> I hope they're not creeping on you, talking about your boobs. Not being not talking about your boobs, probably, but yeah. also I'm I'm sure they were peasants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Uh anyway. Anyway. Um Thanks for talking about Josephine today. That was lovely. She's a beautiful, wonderful woman. She's great. And I've always wanted to learn more about her, and I'm glad that you told me about it. If you her. want a more more nuanced, in-depth take, I really <laughs> uh, recommend the biography that her one of her adopted sons did. It's very cute. Because as much as we like love celebrities and like all of the work they do, it is a lot more nuanced when you are like their child. It, it's it's different very when different you spend personal time with them and you, like, know them as a human being instead like, of uh, just, like, I read a lot of things about them. And, like, their their fame and them being away or their money issues, are like, impact you directly right. as their child. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to do complicated. an episode or, like, multiple episodes maybe about Marie Curie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is, like, a biography written by one of her daughters, I oh. think. And so I was like, hell yeah. And I think it's, I can't, I'm trying to remember, I think it's called Madame Curie. But oh. I'm like, that's adorable. I love that. Dude, it's so fancy. And then I'm like, it could be like Mommy Curie. <laughs> it's about my mommy. It's mommy. Mm-hmm. Yes, Josephine Baker is incredible icon. Amazing. Wonderful. And I was going to say earlier, and I forgot to say this joke. Oh. Uh, not even a joke, really. Just observation about you saying, like, she does the slicked back hairstyle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is confidence because that's just like, here's my face. Here's my face. You're taking away all the adornment here. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, face. Face. Yeah, really commit to, Giving like, them face. what you look like. <laughs> so good for her. You know, besides all the other, obviously, very strong confidence that she has going on. To kind of book 
cap, end cap, the episode? The cap at the end of the books that holds it together from the other side? Cap off? Cap, cap, Captain America? Yep, take Captain America the episode. Uh, Someone posted a, uh, looks like a Tumblr post. Sure. And it says, hmm, I'm trying to conduct global maritime trade, but I'm dummy thick and the clap of my whole plates keeps blocking the Suez Canal. <laughs> and the reply under it, under it was, why do I got to learn about global news like this? Why does this got to be how I learn things? Why, why does this keep happening? It's got to be all weird and that's sexual me. and that's me cool thanks yeah you get an ob- obscure <laughs> joke and you're like oh weirdly specific very specific reference <laughs> okay anyway thank you for listening to hysterical history we appreciate you being here uh you can email us hysterical history podcast at gmail.com if you have any more amazing ladies we should look up or just you want to tell us something you know about josephine baker should send us a picture of your banana skirt are you one of our older listeners and you actually saw her in person? It's possible. When you were like 10, probably? Wild. Wow. Because there are people, there are many people <laughs> alive who uh, were old enough to see her in person. Yeah. It's so weird. Wild. Some history is so recent, you're like, that's confusing. I'm like, <laughs> we're 90s kids, so the 70s doesn't feel that far away, but it's far away. But it is. It's far away now. Yeah. We're not Especially still... being like coherent. Yeah. Know? That's the thing. It's like you can be born in the seventies, but you weren't like doing stuff. Right. Um but yeah, you can leave or email us at stericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com, leave us a review, iTunes, Stitcher, other places. We appreciate all that from y'all. All your nice reviews. Uh you can join us on Patreon, our Discord. We love and appreciate all the people willing to support us over there. And uh you're amazing. Have a good day. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. 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 Bye.